This special A Friend of Mine episode is a live roving interview from the 2023 Henty Field Days. I get out amongst the 3,500 businesses across 1,200 sites and 14 kilometres of shopfront on 105 hectares, the biggest exhibition space in the country. At times, you will hear the sounds of our surroundings, whether it's some of the 60,000 people in attendance, nature, machinery, or a PA system. I feel like these sounds make you feel like you're standing right there with us having a quick catch up. Our four special guests on day two are Simone from George the Farmer, who produces fabulous picture storybooks, music, videos, and live performances that educate and inspire kids to learn about where food comes from. Alicia from Alora Prestige Studs breeds Valet Black Nose Sheep, which I can attest are the world's cutest sheep. Based in central west New South Wales, Alicia is the only breeder in the area. Vicky from Morburn Collection says without her cancer diagnosis, she would never have found her passion, and that is making bath, body and home fragrance products. Natasha from iHeart Farming has launched a memory journal for rural Australians titled The Seasons of My Life. So let me introduce you to some new friends of mine. Hello, Simone, and welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Kimberly. So we have four children. Somehow we have missed coming into a live performance and watching. So we've missed the wiggles and all of that. I don't know how. <laughs> this is the first time I've sat in on one. My husband was jigging along uh, to the songs and I actually, I loved it. Thank you. Yeah, we, it's um, pretty awesome to get all the kids up dancing and following along with the dance moves and really engaging, learning about where their food and fiber comes from. Yeah. And I mean, the parents are as well. So I count, there's about 70 plus spilled out of the pavilion as well. Is this sort of the crowd that George draws in? Yeah, this is our fifth year here at Henty and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. I think, you know, kids have, they come back for the same sort of, you know, similar performance every year. They just love meeting George and getting up and doing the dance moves. And I think, I guess the thing with our performances, it's quite good music. So it doesn't really hurt your ears for parents. The kids love it. They love joining in with the lyrics. So yeah, they just really enjoy themselves. So how long have you been doing George the Farmer for now? George the Farmer launched in 2014 as an interactive story app and it's just taken off from there. We just thought it would sit behind our creative agency in the background and took off um, and took on a life of its own. And now we've got 13 picture storybooks, toys, um, other gifts. We've got free educational resources for teachers um, that can be downloaded on our website, Curriculum Aligned for Reception 3 to Year 4. We've got paddock to plate videos that are on YouTube and ABC iView. And of course, all of our music that you can stream on Spotify or iTunes under George the Farmer. So it's just, yeah, it's just become this massive big thing, but it's so much fun to do. I love it. And um, yeah, it's really exciting. You do look like you love it. I mean, I was, you're a graphic and web designer and here you are standing up in front of little people, which is a really hard audience, mind you, um, standing up in front of them, singing and dancing, like could you ever have imagined? No, it's definitely not my natural environment, but it's something that I've grown into. I mean, I actually started off being George, so I think that was actually really good for my confidence because I never got up on the stage in front of anybody really much to speak or anything like that. So I did gain a lot of confidence doing that. And then, um, yeah, once everything sort of started growing, I came up on stage and it was good to have the presence of another female up on stage, um, but definitely not in my natural environment. But it is really lovely 
because I get to engage with the kids and you know they yell out funny stuff to us all the time and it's just really enjoyable. In terms of your little audience, uh, they obviously come in, listen to George, off they go. Um, like is there a lot of retail that comes off the back of that as well or, or will it be something that comes through social media or your website orders you know a couple of weeks later? Yeah it's definitely really important for our brand growth, um, getting out into the regions, getting out into metro areas. So. From Henty, we're going straight to Perth, uh, to the Perth Royal Show for 10 days. And uh, this is sort of our busy time of year. We've got lots of field days and, you know, the show circuit starts. So um, it's, yeah, definitely a key component of our brand awareness, getting out there, getting in amongst the fans so that they can really experience what our brand is all about. You're also a fellow national runner-up of the AgriFutures Rural Women's Award, which we, you know, we can share the runner-up, um, obviously the accolade of that. How has that helped your business? Oh, I mean, I, I'm sure you'd say the same thing, but the Rural Women's Award is just an amazing platform to really launch whatever it is that you're passionate about and trying to get out there into the public domain um, yeah, it's incredible. So that was really instrumental for me in 2017 when I was the national runner-up to um, yeah, get what I'm really doing out there, people noticing, um, and just that endorsement, I think, that what I'm doing is valuable to the Australian community. So yeah, no, it's fantastic. I was a little bit the same. It's just that bit of validation that you are on the right track and you are making an impact. Um, I want to delve into this a lot deeper than today, but tell me about your new store. It is so cute on what I've seen on socials and I can't wait to visit in person, but tell me about your new uh, bricks and mortar store. Yeah, it's really exciting. It's, it's something that I've always wanted to do, but I just didn't really know when the right time was. And obviously, you know, with COVID um, in the past years and, and now even, you know, with what's happening in the um, economy, it's sort of, you know, questionable if it was if it's the right time to start. But I just thought, you know, now or never, have a go. I've got someone working for me that's been working for me for um, about 12 months who's been packing all of our wholesale and retail orders. And she was looking for more hours. And, you know, rent in Penola is pretty cheap. And I thought it was a great opportunity to have a go. So we've opened up a tiny little concept store. Um, it's chockers full of all things George the Farmer and some other amazing brands that we really love that are either educational or farm or nature or food based. Um, and, you know, it's sort of like having, being out and about with our performances. It's an opportunity when I am in there to meet our fans and you just get re-enthused because you see the little kids run in and they're so excited, they're like squealing when they're running around the shop. So yeah, it's really exciting and I'm hoping that it will be a tourist drawcard for the town as well. We've got quite a touristy town because it butts up to Coonawarra, which is the wine region. Um, and we've got a grand opening coming up on Sunday, November 19th, which is going to be a free family fun day in the adjacent lot. So we're having uh, mini tractor rides and face painting and horse and cart rides and George is going to be meandering around for photos and um, yeah, music and anything else. Actually, what we are doing as well is doing a yellow brick road type activity there. So the kids are going to go around, do six different educational activities, get their stamp and then they'll come into, into the store and get um, a couple of freebies. I love the interactivity as well as the educational component. So very clever. One more question before I let you go. Is there someone you can recommend, a friend of yours, that we need to know about, whether it's here at Henty or somewhere else? Uh, definitely I'd love to shout out to my good friend Kate Hamilton or Kate Nowak who's in the nearby seaside uh, township of Beachport. She's um, a really hard-working 
uh, female in business. She's actually opened up, the, ta- the town of Beachport is tiny, I think the population's about 400. She's opened up two retail stores in town. They're both different, they don't compete with each other, but they're very complementary. And if anybody can sell anything, Kate can, and I think I need to go and see her for some tips to make sure I'm doing everything in the shop well. And that's a great thing. Women come together, we're happy to share and obviously see it as community, not, you know, competition, which I think is beautiful. Thank you so much. Enjoy Henty. I love George the farmer. I'm addicted. I'm a fan of him. It's great. Thanks, Kimberly. Thanks for coming to watch. Hello, Leash. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I walked past yesterday and I'm like, are they not the cutest little things I've ever seen? And then sat on it last night and I'm like, no, I have to, I have to track them down. And just, I want to know all about these gorgeous little pets that you have and wait till everyone hears what they are. So these are a valet black nose sheep and they've been voted the world's cutest sheep. And I must say, I think they're pretty well right. They are pretty cute. <laughs> so they are a sheep. I mean, the fact that they are bred as pets, uh, I'm sure they've got, we've got some listeners that are off the land and they're probably thinking sheep as pets. Yeah, pretty much. So the way they originate in Switzerland, they are dual purpose. So they do have a purpose over there. However, here in Australia, we cannot compete with those markets. So being unique and different, they are being marketed here purely as pets. Yep. So how did you come to find them? I found these guys on social media uh, six, seven years ago and have just followed them from there. I uh, know that New Zealand imported them. So I flew over there when their first babies were, were born. And as soon as they were able to come to Australia, I had to get involved. So I started looking at importing my own and this is them. So are you familiar with sheep though as a, as a broader industry? Yeah, so I grew up on a sheep and cattle farm, commercial only, but grew up with sheep. So I love sheep. I have a passion for sheep. I work with sheep genetics, so very sheep-based. And these guys were just the perfect opportunity to do something different. So people purchase these? Yeah, yep. So, so far it's been other breeders that have been showing interest in the purebloods just because they are so expensive. But we do have options for those that do want to get involved with the breed-up program. So we have some first crosses here at the back, which are 50% Valet, 50% Corridale. So, and they're a bit cheaper. So a bit more affordable for those wanting to get involved. Now they do have these gorgeous little black snouts and, and feet and ears. I mean, most farmers will try and breed the blackout, won't they? Pretty well. So we get a a bit of mixed uh, responses from the farmers coming through. Some get really excited because it's something new to Australia. Uh, Others sort of go, look, uh, we've been trying to bleed black out of the sheep for the last 15 years and here you are bringing in a black face sheep so get a bit of a mixed response. Uh, Tell me about the sheep genetics that sounds really interesting are you one of many females in your industry? So I work for a company based at Dubbo Central West Genetics and we're a three person team so my lovely co-worker Robbie so we're the two females working in that uh, business at the moment Uh, mostly male dominated I must say but yeah, so we've been in it for now eight years, eight, nine years doing repro work. Yep. What is it that you love about it? Uh, that I get to be outdoors majority of the time and I get to spend time with sheep. Like I, I love being with sheep. I deal with all breeds of sheep. So there's no, no uh, so-called favourite or dislike. Like we, we handle all of them. So is this your first year at Henty as an exhibitor? This is our first year at Henty full stop as an exhibitor and you know to walk around and be a part of the show so it's it's been fantastic. Um, I've never had such a crowd and I, I don't think it's me with the podcast Mike I truly <laughs> think it's you and the sheep. We've had quite the busy last few days that's for sure. 
Well, I want to say thank you so much for introducing me to pretty much uh, the world's cutest pet. And um, yeah, you're on website, socials. Where can yeah. people follow these little fellas? Yeah, so we have Facebook, Instagram. I have my own website. Um, you just have to Google Alora Prestige Studs and we'll come straight up. So if you want to follow our story, because we've got a long way to go yet, um, yeah, by all means, send us a, a like, a share. Yep. Thanks so much, Leash. Too easy. Thanks for having me. Hello, Vicky, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Kimberly, for having me today. Well, you grabbed me as I came off stage and you go, I just heard the last bit of uh, your talk about, you know, everyone has a story yes. um, and you have one too. I'd love for you to tell me a little bit about how you've come to launch Moreburn Collection. Okay, so I was oh, seven and a half years ago, I was working for a, a fairly big company, Australian company. And I started to get sick and had to go to the doctors and specialists and I was diagnosed with cancer. So the type I had was, yeah, it's, there's two people in the world with it. So it was a specialist after specialist. We had surgeons fly in from Germany to do the surgery and quite a bit of time in hospital and recovery and I wasn't able to work full time again for 11 months. So that 11 months went longer than 11 months because there was a few complications after surgery. And something I've always been passionate about is skincare. I love my baths, all that sort of thing. But I also suffer um, vitiligo of the skin and psoriasis. So I've got to be really careful what I use on my skin. So the first 11 months of my downtime and recovery was research, just research and research. And I thought, okay, my number one thing is moisturisers, so I always flare up with other other products and things like that. So I started making my own and making my own bath bombs, and then it just went for that from there. And now we wholesale to 35 stores Australia wide, and we've got some very passionate customers, and yeah, a lot of happy customers. So yeah. Oh my gosh, I didn't know all of that. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you'd mentioned you hadn't been well, but I mean, the number of stockists you have. Like, how has that happened and, and over how long? So, we've been doing it for seven and a half years now. Uh, so, after about two years, we had actually, we just started to do a few little local markets and things. And we had customers coming to us saying, look, they've got a store. They'd love to have our products in their store, and it was like, oh no, this is this is not going to work. Like, we can't have products in someone's store, and then it was just yeah, absolutely amazing, and it's just gotten bigger and bigger every year. And yeah, I'm trying to talk hubby into giving up his full-time job and come on board with Morburn now. <laughs> I was just about to ask, um, yeah, like how many people are behind the actual business? Okay, so at the moment there is only myself that makes absolutely everything. Um, I lost mum. 12 months ago from cancer again and so prior to that I had two girls working with me but then with mum being at home and having palliative care and the COVID we just sort of all had to get rid of the girls and just me yeah so yeah. Oh gosh you've had such a hard time but you were talking before that there's something good that has come from yes. you know a, a terrible experience. Well that's it if, if I didn't get the cancer um, and it was my second time the same cancer twice and so the first time we had chemo and all the rest of it and that sort of held it off but then when it came back it came back with a vengeance so if it wasn't for the cancer I wouldn't be doing a job that I am very passionate about now so I know it sounds silly but 
you know, everything happens for a reason and this was my journey that I need to travel on, so yeah. Have you been to Henty before? As a spectator, every year, well, yeah, every year, we don't miss any years, uh, but this is the first time that we've come to Henty as a um, exhibitor, so, and so far, loving it, everyone's loving our products and hopefully it's going to get our name out there a bit more now too so yeah and is that the thing as well I mean do you come and go okay I need to make x amount of retail or is there a part of you that like well the brand awareness is also valuable the brand awareness is very up there for me um we've got like I said we've got customers just normal customers not wholesalers all around Australia so we've got them WA Melbourne Queensland Northern Territory so, and we just had a customer here before that has been buying off us from Melbourne and she walked past and all, I think everyone in the, around just heard her yell out, Melbourne Collection! So we've never met her, we've spoken on the phone and things like that, so it was fantastic to actually meet her. So yeah. And as a small business owner, that feeling? Oh, love it, love it. Just one customer, that's all I need out of everyone to come back and say, my goodness, Vicky, that product made my skin feel beautiful or it made me feel beautiful. So that's, that's all I need to hear and that's enough to keep me going. Yeah. Well, I also think that um, everything happens for a reason, Vicky, and I think you were meant to just catch that, that one line. Didn't hear my whole 10-minute speech. I'll let you go for that. Yep. But you just needed to catch that one line, so... Yeah, that's it. Um, I've noticed something, and I think it's so adorable. Your husband is here with you, yeah. and it's just... He is so... He's checking in on making sure you're okay, and I just think that's such a wonderful little market buddy to bring along. He is my rock, and from day dot, he's been here... Um, and encouraged me on the highs and lows, like when things get a bit low, he's always there to sort of, you know, keep going, baby, doing a fantastic job. And even customers actually the last two days have said to us that they love, they love how he's talking about all the products and he knows everything about the products and he supports me. Yeah, love it. He's over there and he's got the camera out showing me. I just, it's so lovely. So... <laughs> Thank you again for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Kimberly. Hello, Natasha, and welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I was so excited to see you when I was walking around the Country Lifestyle Pavilion because I've seen you on LinkedIn for a few years now, That's but we've right. never connected in person and you've actually expanded your business, which is probably what I want to talk about. So tell me a little bit about what you have on display today. Um, today we're featuring my um, the my memory journal, which is called The Seasons of My Life. Um, so it's a memory journal for rural Australians to help them record their life stories. It is such a nice thought. Uh, it looks beautiful. How do you come about something like that? Uh, well, it come about, well, I'd been talking about doing it for a couple of years and my dad was really excited about it. But being a, a mum, a farmer, um, a journalist, all the things, um, I never kind of got around to it. But he got really sick earlier this year, um, really suddenly, and we nearly lost him. And then I, I sort of thought, oh my God, like I have to get this done. So I did. I'm sorry for that, that, you know, you have that moment that actually sort of pushes you to do something. Yeah. Uh, but what a beautiful keepsake that you now will have. And I think that's, that's probably like a lot of us too, when you're like, oh, I wish I had have written down their stories and especially the older ones, they've got such gems and you sort of, you want to get it before they're, you know, the memory gets a little bit fuzzy. Um, how have you found the take up for it? 
Uh, it's been really good. Some people just absolutely love it. Other people don't quite get the concept. Um, but for those who, I suppose, have lost perhaps one grandparent and they're keen to capture the other grandparent's life, um, things like that. Yeah, some people just absolutely love the concept. Um, and, yeah, it's just it's just a really nice thing to do. And I'm, I'm sort of... There's a little bit of joy, I suppose, I'm getting from it, knowing that I'm helping those families capture those memories so they don't lose them. Is there chapters or, or what are your prompts? Yeah, so the, it's broken down into different chapters. Um, and I, I suppose just on the end of life sort of thing, it, it's not really like that. I think it's, it's a, I'm encouraging people from probably about 60 to start filling it out because it, it goes all the way back to school. So it's, it's broken down in different sections, but you know, your earliest memory through to, you know, who you, were your friends when you were at school, um, things like that. You, there's a basic family history recording in there as well, family holidays, things like that. Um, but there's also two, in se- two sections that I think are really important to the farming and rural communities. So there's a farming section, which allows you to record things like work dogs over the years that have been your favourite or like bits of machinery and you know years that stand out for different reasons different seasons Um, but the community section I'm really happy with too because we live in such vibrant communities and it allows us to record um, community history as well so those little towns and um, communities that we're part of it's nice to be able to get um, a person's perspective on that and how that's changed over time too. Uh, Has your dad filled it out? No. (laughs) <laughs> we're working on it so um, he is um, like he, he obviously loves it but it, it's a process and that's the the idea it's not completely filled out it's started but we're also finding that getting more down on paper if I sit with him and ask him the questions um, which is actually a really lovely thing to do too so um, we're sort of doing it together as opposed to just handing it to him and doing it um, but everyone's different so some people will fill it out themselves others need a bit of help but as I said if they do need a bit of help and a bit of a prompt I actually think that's kind of almost nicer to do it that way anyway. Oh, so beautiful. Uh, this is your first henty. Um, I've been to so many henties. I cannot count them all. So um, first, you know, as a kid, bidding, like I was grew up in the Riverina, so on a farm, so we were here every year. Um, and as a school kid, we'd come on the bus with all the school kids. Um, and then working as a rural journalist, I, I would be here every day chasing stories um, across it. So, you know, either being sunburnt or bogged in gum boots. Um, so I've done many henties, but yes, it's my first as an exhibitor. So what were those feelings then? Because you got a cancellation. You'd mentioned that to me uh, yesterday when I passed by. Uh, What were the feelings of like, okay, I've got the stall. Um, Yeah, so I got the stall, um, I don't know, like a week ago and I just kind of threw it together. So it's it's been pretty good. Um, I've had, I was a... I did go to farmer's markets for quite a few years, so it's not, it, it was okay. Um, look, it's just a chance to get the product sort of out there to a new audience. Um, I suppose the only thing I'm missing this year is getting out and talking to people. So um, I kind of keep ducking away from my stand a little bit because um, I want to go see all the other stallholders and have a chat and catch up with everyone. So um, yeah, but no, it's been really nice. Um, great, we've got great people sort of next to us, next to us as well. And yeah, it's been lovely to see people f- you know, I'm still getting over that COVID thing of not actually seeing people face to face. So it's it's really nice to be back at Henty and chatting to everyone. I know that feeling. That's why I'm out and about. I, I just, I can't do the behind the stall thing. I've tried and um, I'm so glad I had someone with me and he's just like, you're not happy sitting here. Let's go. Come on, let's go for a walk. And like, I'm living my best life now. I know that's why we're both standing outside of the pavilion, <laughs> having a chat, doing this instead of standing at our stand. But um. 
yeah, no, it's, it's so good to, to meet you face to face and thank you for doing this. Oh, it's my pleasure. Like really is just to capture some of these stories and, and give other, I suppose, give everyone an opportunity to, to find out more. Like that's the thing. If you can't be here, I'm assuming we can still find you online. Um, absolutely. So, um, do you want the little plug? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so, I've got an online store at uh, www.iheartfarming.com.au. Um, so, the online store there um, and also some information about, um, yeah, if you're looking for a long-form content writer or editor. My gosh, thank you so much for being a guest and sharing with us the reason behind your beautiful product. Uh, who would have thought as a writer that you'd have a product? Yeah, it's really it's, strange. It's Using some of the same skills, the writing, the editing, the layout, all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, it is, it is different, very different. Well done. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, before you take off with all that inspiration and knowledge, we'd love for you to leave a review on our podcast so that we can continue to amplify women's voices in the media. And if you have any questions, we'd like to celebrate a win. You can always connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Oak Magazine AU. I'm so glad we've met and that now you know a friend of mine.